It's time to talk sports. It's Hacksaw's Headlines. A panorama of the world of sports. Stories, comments, and opinions. Now, here's iconic sports talk show host Lee Hacksaw Hamilton and co-host John Riley. Who wants to talk sports? Who wants to talk NFL football? We do. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee Hacksaw Hamilton, along with my partner in crime, the venerable John Riley. We welcome you to our Dixie Line home and lumber center studios in San Diego as we get ready for the great sports weekend. We kicking off the National Football League season. John, this is pretty cool because everybody is amped about the start of the NFL season, and there's six marquee games in neon lights the first weekend of the season. Are you amped? I'm amped, but you're the NFL junkie, so I can't wait to break it all down. Now, before we start, I want you to explain what happens at the end of our live stream and how NFL fans, and that will be the topic on the table today, NFL fans are urged, invited, we are demanding that you join us in Fans Forum, but how do they do that, and how do they subscribe to all the things that we're doing on our live stream podcasts? Okay, so you can get involved in the Fans Forum, in the live chat, so just look on Facebook or YouTube, you got a question or a comment about any of the NFL teams, any of the star quarterbacks, now's the time to ask Hacksaw, drop it in on the live chat on Facebook or YouTube, please subscribe, we're Ever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, click on that bell. You'll get updates every time we post new video content. And a reminder, see that address at the top of the screen, LeeHacksawHamilton.com. That's my website. You'll want to check that website later tonight, first thing tomorrow. Hell, you should check it every day because there's a ton of information. My NFL draft preview will be in written form later tonight, first thing tomorrow morning on the website, LeeHacksawHamilton.com. And whether you like us or dislike us does not matter. But if you're watching us on live stream, give us a thumbs up. And if you want to, we'll take five stars. We have no pride. Our Thursday podcast as we kick off this great sports weekend is brought to you by Dixie and Line Lumber and Home Center Stores. There are nine locations to serve you. Build it, fix it. For the fall, you will enjoy it. Thanks to Dixie Line. John, which division do you want to start with? Okay, they always seem to start with the East first, AFC East. So let's go there. Okay, these are the storylines, the four teams in the AFC East. I will give you some quick synopsis opinions. John will jump in and tell me I'm right or I'm right. And he'll (laughs) probably argue if I'm wrong. Buffalo has been knocking at the door. Time for the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. I think they have every ingredient you want. Superstar quarterback Josh Allen. They got to keep Stephon Diggs healthy and happy. Deep at tight end. They have added what they've really been lacking, power running backs. Uh, Whether that's with the young kid Cook or the grizzled veteran they just signed, Latavius Murray. And they got a defense that gets after it. I just think Buffalo has every ingredient, and they've been knocking at the door. Time to break through. New York Jets. It is Aaron Rodgers' football team. They brought with him a group of wide receivers, including Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, who came from Green Bay with him. They're two deep at running backs now, with Brees Hall back healthy after knee surgery, and Zeke Elliott. They have a defense that is unsung that really plays hard. Can Aaron Rodgers make the difference to make the Jets equal to what the Buffalo Bills are? In Miami, they got two aback. Can they keep him healthy? I've been told they've spent the offseason 
changing the look of the offense to get the ball out of Tua's hands faster. They've got really good wide receivers. That is Tyreek Hill. That is the young kid, Jalen Waddle, coming off the unbelievable first season. they got loads of tight ends. Only deficiency, I think, in Miami, I don't know that they've got enough running backs. And, of course, they've obviously tried trade for Jonathan Taylor. That did not work out. Do think their defense is good. Can't afford to have Tua get hurt. They play the Chargers opening weekend of the season, so we're going to get a close-up look at this new high-octane, get-it-out-of-the-pocket-quick. And by the way, they don't want him running the football. And at the bottom of the barrel, and how could you ever say in modern-day football, last place, Bill Belichick, New England Patriots. But here's the reality. They're 24-25 and since Tom Brady left. They've missed on a bunch of draft picks. Now, they've rented a bunch of veteran free agents, which I think helps. I guess I'm waiting to see how quickly new coordinator Bill O'Brien can really get Mac Jones up to speed to the point that Mac Jones, the quarterback, becomes a difference maker. They went out and they got Juju Smith at wide receiver. They got Devontae Parker, who came from Miami at wide receiver. I love their kids in the secondary. If you pull up a depth chart of the Patriots, they got three young guys they drafted really early, including the Oregon corner this year, Christian Gonzalez. I think they're going to be good. If they're not good, might Bill Belichick wind up on the hot seat if they don't rally this thing back? It's not going to be Tom Brady back New England, but... I think O'Brien and Mac Jones is really the storyline uh, as we watch going forward. Agree or disagree, John? <laughs> uh, well, a couple of comments. First of all, it's great not seeing the New England Patriots at the top of the list. I mean, they were they won that division for like over 10 years, right? I mean, when they were rolling. And I think we're starting to really understand, is Bill Belichick, what is he like without Brady? And you were talking a lot about O'Brien coming in and changing the scheme. That should be interesting to watch and see how they survive. But, you know, as a Mountain West football man, I mean, I love following Josh Allen. Boy, what a great you know career he's having. Um, he's getting a lot of media endorsements. I mean, he's the man. Um, and it's always fun to have playoff games in Buffalo. So uh, I, I, I think you're right. I think they're knocking at the door. The question is, is can they go the full distance? Remember, uh, Kelly could only get him to the Super Bowl, but they lost four in a row. So would it be neat if Josh Allen was the one that led him to the promised land? Aaron Rodgers does this work in the... New York with the Jets? You know, I, I think he's a big-time guy in a big-time city, and I can see that working together. But he's old, and he might get hit just the right way and be out. I mean, and that would be awful. Uh, so they're going to be a fun team to watch. I mean, the Jets traditionally have never been that great. I mean, the, when was the last time they were in the Super Bowl? Was it Joe Namath? A uh, long time. And, and Quarterback be- deficiency. It's been an issue. They've drafted, drafted, drafted. hadn't worked. Yeah, I mean, it's been forever. So if the Jets were to somehow miraculously have a great year, hey, good on New York Jets. I mean, there are a lot of hardcore fans of that team, and you know they're finally getting the stars there. But hopefully they're not like the NFL version of the Padres, signing all these big names and end up crashing and burning. Okay, that's the AFC East. Where do you want to go next? Okay, let's go to the North, um, AFC North Division. I think, good headline, toughest division in the National Football League. I think... You got the Bengals. Can they keep Joe Burrow upright? Huge question. They did spend a ton of money. They get Kansas City's left tackle, Orlando Brown. They got the three big play wide receivers led by Joe Burrow's LSU teammate, Jamar Chase, and that group is really good. I think the intangible thing is 
Joe Mixon's got to have a Joe Mixon thousand yard season to take some of the workload off that quarterback. My concern, they expose Burrow so much throwing and he takes so many hits and he's had two major injuries in about a four year span. So I think that's a big question. The defense is young, defense is athletic, plays hard. But is that the good, the best of the defense? Because they're not really added to that side of the football. I think Cincinnati is real close if Burrow is healthy. But my gut feel is Baltimore's right there with them. Because what's changed with the Ravens is the persona of the offense. If I asked you, what's Ravens football mean to you? You'd say, run the damn ball mm-hmm. and beat you up defensively. Right. And, of course, you got Lamar Jackson doing what Lamar Jackson does. But now they've gone out and they've added Odell Beckham Jr. And they went out and they got a speed guy on Nelson Agahal. They got two tight ends they throw to. And they got three young kid wide receivers. That's a lot of firepower productivity that really Lamar Jackson's not had in the past. And they can still run the football with J.K. Dobbins. And their defense is typical John Harbaugh coming to play defense. I think Baltimore's right there with Cincinnati. Pittsburgh is not stylish. It's not sexy. They will slug you, and they'll probably win games because Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record. I guess in Pittsburgh's case, does Kenny Pickett take the next step? He played pretty well, fairly consistently, didn't turn it over a ton. But they're not real explosive. They're more plotters. Uh, They don't have superstar receivers. They got heavy-duty running backs. They fix the offensive line. Pittsburgh always plays defense. I just don't know that they have enough firepower to match with the top two guys in the division do. And the third one is Cleveland. And I think Kevin Stefanski becomes the first name on the hot seat. If they don't make progress, go deep into playoffs this year, Stefanski might not survive. They do have Deshaun Watson and all that controversy. Now, he's had the entire offseason in their camp, in their playbook. So if Deshaun Watson <coughs> plays back to what he did in Houston, then suddenly I got to believe Cleveland is a team to be reckoned with because they got as power a running back as there is in Nick Chubb. They got Amari Cooper. They got young wide receivers to go with them. They got <coughs> Miles Garrett on defense. Only negative in Cleveland. Their secondary has got a lot of young athletes, and they're always hurt, all of them. Uh, if Stefanski does not have a good season, I don't know if he survives. And Cleveland paid such a price to get Deshaun Watson out of Houston. I think it's the best division in football. No place for the timid. Toughest division in the NFL. John, agree or disagree? I love Joe Burrow. I love everything about that guy. The swag, the confidence, the cigars after he wins the big game. I mean, he's he's kind of like Deion Sanders. You know, he's got that that energy, that charisma that I think is fantastic as a leader. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see about Lamar Jackson, how he does. He finally got paid. He finally got his receivers. He finally got healthy. And he finally got healthy. So maybe this could be the year. But God, imagine if you're a Cleveland football fan. That's got to be a rough go. I mean, they were they were awful for so long. Then they moved to Baltimore. And now Baltimore's good. <laughs> and then and then the Browns get the expansion team and they've always struggled. So they're kind of the, you know, the young kid you always kind of root for to have a good year. Um, I'm also looking at Kenny Pickett. I think he's a guy that, you know, he's interesting. He's not a real big guy, but he knows he can kind of, you know, has a little magic to him and he's a local kid in Pittsburgh. So they'll be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I think it's going to be a phenomenal division. Okay, we go from the good to maybe really the bad. The bad. Okay, so let's go to the south. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, weakest division, I think, in the National Football League. Now, that is good for the first team there. Jacksonville Jaguars had that bounce-back season last year. I mean, Trevor Lawrence played really well. Uh, the, the problem going forward is they don't have their left tackle, Cam Robinson, who's had a suspension. They did get Calvin Ridley, who was coming off the year suspension in Atlanta, and he just set the place on fire in the preseason game. So it looks like they may have a lot more firepower uh, to go with. Their defense is really rugged, led by Jonathan Allen. So I, I think Jacksonville, it's a cakewalk because of what's gone in the rest of the division. Tennessee, get Ryan Tannehill back. I am now intrigued to see what the young kid quarterback that they drafted two years ago, Malik Willis, turns into because they played him every game in preseason and he put up really good numbers. Hmm. Now, that's preseason. Hmm. Has he really made the jump that he can do this against regular defenses effective on opening day if Tannehill gets hurt? Uh, they do have the heavy duty Derrick Henry for one more year on his contract. He was a little bit nicked up last season. And they added DeAndre Hopkins. And so, I mean, they've got firepower on the offensive side. Defensive side, they're rugged. The Mike Vrabel factor comes into every conversation as it relates to Tennessee. In Houston, it's really hard. Bad team, high draft pick quarterback, C.J. Stroud will play. But what's different, D'Amico Ryans and that front office came in they signed 24 veteran free agents, and they're going to start them all over the place. So first time a quarterback goes in, it's usually on a bad team with no help around him. This guy's going in with a lot of rental veterans that I think are going to make his job easier. And they're surrounded uh, with a really good defensive team that D'Amico Ryans inherits. And in Indianapolis, I think this is going to be very hard. I think the learning curve is going to be really steep. I just don't know they're going to win very many games, even though we have seen the video of Anthony Richardson from Florida and say, wow, what a great athlete. But this is the NFL you're playing against. is not playing against Southern Mississippi, and he doesn't have a lot of people around him. There is no Jonathan Taylor at running back. Second running back has a broken arm, Zach Moss. Wide receiver Michael Pittman's had injuries. Kind of rebuilding a battered offensive line. Defensively, don't think they have enough players, and we don't know if Shaq Leonard, their superstar linebacker, Will ever be Shaq Leonard again? He's had two different surgeries, neck and back. So I, I just think it's going to be an unbelievably long season in Indy. So the question is, does the kid grow through it? Or does AR-15 get hurt because he doesn't have a lot of people around him? My thoughts? Do you think it's a walkover for Jacksonville? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they should roll, um, just like they rolled over the Chargers in the playoffs. Um, but I'm I'm rooting for Houston here. I mean, they, they've been downtrodden for so long. D'Amico Ryan was a terrific defensive coordinator in San Francisco. He's got his opportunity, so you want to see him succeed. And the people in Houston, I mean, they've been in the doldrums and f- for football forever. I mean, even... Prior to, you had to go all the way back to the Oilers when they had a decent program or franchise there. Um, but with Jacksonville, did they ever resolve their stadium situation? I know we talked about it's that. It's in the process of being negotiated, and they'll they'll come to some solution because I don't think Jayville wants to lose a franchise and have it relocate to London, England. And I don't think as as many ideas as the NFL floats having a European franchise be part of the regular season does not make any sense at all. So that's that's another argument for another time in the offseason. But, uh, okay, so you agree with me, Jacksonville. Yeah, definitely Jacksonville. Takes a step forward. Okay, let's move on to the division here that everybody is really interested in. Yeah, the AFC West. Here we go, Lee. Here's the burning question. I mean, Kansas City's had a great run. Is a year of change in the weather forecast in the AFC West. Andy Reid, 
has turned that roster over a significant amount, but he's got the trigger guy. Do you know Patrick Mahomes' career record is 64-16 and in Kansas City? Unbelievable. 192 touchdowns, 49 interceptions. And he does it with all types of different guys that Andy Reid plugs in. You know, a year ago this week, we're at end of the world. Tyreek Hill's gone. Well, <laughs> did they raise the trophy? Yeah. They sure did. Travis Kelsey's a little bit banged up. Um, that's a big issue, but I don't. it's not a significant knee injury. It's a bone bruise. Um, they've, they've lost Orlando Brown. They went into the marketplace. They got Tampa Bay's starting left tackle, Donovan Smith. Got a, a right tackle from the Baltimore Ravens. So that'll be a, a new group in the offensive front. Pacheco had a great breakout season at running back last season. Kansas City is much better defensively, much more athletic. Uh, I think Chris Jones is going to get his money from the Kansas City Chiefs. So he comes in. They've drafted pass rushers two years in a row that have really made a difference. And their back seven is much more athletic. They were plotters before. It's really changed in the last year and a half. They added the Charger linebacker, Drew Tranquil. So I, I think Kansas City is the king until somebody knocks him off. But that somebody could be Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I've said this before. Only statistics over the next 17 weeks will prove me right or prove me wrong. I think this offense could be the equal of Philip Rivers, LaDainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates. Because you got Justin Herbert, who I think is on the brink of becoming a superstar. Can't be a superstar, though, till he wins a playoff game. Right. Can't be a superstar unless you drag the bolts maybe towards the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship game. That being said, he's done so much statistically. He's got four wides. He's got a pass-catching tight end. Looks like they got three different types of running backs. And nobody talks about the studs of the offensive line. And those guys from Slater to Zeon Johnson, to Corey Lindsley, to their new right guard, to their right tackle, Trey Pippins, who's kind of grown into the position. That's a really good group. So I think collectively, ton of firepower. Flip side, they paid a lot of money to cornerback J.C. Jackson. I mean, he's talked the talk and boasted, I'm back. Well, let me see if you're back, because he wasn't very good last year. He didn't fit that defense at all. And now he's coming off patella knee tendon surgery. Awful lot of young kids at cornerback and, and slot coverage corner. Can those guys hold up? And do they have enough inside at defensive tackle where they had a lot of injuries? That's a big question. That's the only question mark I have at the Bolts. Kansas City's really good. The Bolts, Bolts could win 11 games. Uh, can't afford any injuries on the defense. But I just I think that their persona is we'll score forty two. Well, you may have to score forty two because you got your defense that's got <laughs> issues, and and you're, by the way, you're in the division with Kansas City. Those are the two. Denver, uh, Sean Payton arrives, going to fix Russell Wilson. The one thing he can't fix are the injuries. He went to camp with five receivers who had all had skill. He's lost four of them. Season ending injuries. Got one guy, Cortland Sutton. He's got tight ends he can throw to. But when you don't have deep down the field threats, you got a problem. Offensive lines had injuries. Those guys are going to get healthy. Although he did, he did sign Matt McGlinchey, the right tackle from the 49ers, is a pretty good player. Defensively, Vic Fangio, two years ago, built a really good defense. Most of that defense is back. A lot of young athletes who can run. To me, they're a little bit of a mystery. 
you know, what does Peyton do to make Russell Wilson different? Wilson's really been dedicated ever since that first speech, I am the law, when Sean Payton <laughs> oh, told yeah. him how it was going to be. <laughs> so I'll be intrigued to see what Denver becomes. You know, the Raiders just keep changing things, changing parts. This guy, that guy. Raiders are always influenced by the shiny little object out there, so they go get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, good one-loss record, can't stay on the field. Can they keep him on the field? They could be really good if... Josh Jacobs, a running back, has what he had last year, which was like 18 all-purpose yards, uh, and you get 1,800. Mm-hmm. And you got Devontae Adams. You're going to get Hunter Renfro back healthy. Now they got rid of their tight end, Darren Waller. I don't know what they got in the offensive line. It's kind of a revolving door. I don't know that they've got defensive tackles. They do have Mad Max Crosby and their number one draft pick, Tyrell Evans. Um, there's a problem with Chandler Jones off the field. I don't think he's going to be ready to play. Uh, got a great young linebacker, hyperactive Diablo. Went out in the marketplace and rented some veteran corners led by Marcus Peters. I think potentially shiny new objects, maybe some of these guys pan out. But historically, the Raiders' shiny new objects have not panned out. And you got Jimmy G, who's got to stay on the field for them to be competitive. So that's my spin on the AFC West, I guess. Until you knock the king off the throne, the king is still the king in Kansas City. Yeah, and I think they're they're the chief, right? They're the chief of the division. Um, you know, my wife's been watching that quarterback series on Netflix, yeah. and they, they feature Patrick Mahomes. And she's always telling me, I like Patrick, but I don't like his wife or his brother. They're always getting in trouble. But yeah, the the the, the mad genius, the, the super genius, mad genius there, you know, in Andy Reid, he's cooking up new things. Interesting to see all that young talent they brought in. But, you know, with the Chargers, I still have this crazy mixed emotion because on one hand, I don't want them to be great because they abandoned San Diego. But on the other hand, they're a pretty interesting and exciting team to watch. So I'm getting sucked back in to following the Chargers. But my emotions are with the Raiders. I mean, that was a team I grew up with in the Ken Stabler Stabler and Mark Van Egan days. But, you know, they're going to struggle. But, uh, you know, there'll be somebody the silver and black always has a little mystique. You mean the silver and bleak. <laughs> and you you are correct. I should lie on the couch till the psychiatrist comes because yeah. I am the one who coined the phrase, I want Justin Herbert to go 17-0, and 0, but I want Dean Spanos to go 0-17 for mm-hmm. what he did to 55 years of loyalty in our NFL community. So that's, that's a look at the AFC West. Hey, we get to halftime. John, by the time we're done... We come back with the second half. By the time we're done, explain to everybody in our live stream and look at the they're stacked up like we're at LAX airport right now. <laughs> uh, explain to them how fans form works and how we want them. You know, this is free. How we want them to subscribe and share with their posse about what we're doing. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a free podcast. So if you want to help us, I mean, the one thing you can do is give it a thumbs up, a like, you know, essentially uh, share, follow, like, and subscribe. That boosts the numbers. That's good in the algorithm. It gets YouTube to recommend us more. We show it more on the Facebook feed. So yeah, that's always great. That's how you can share the love. Uh, but yeah, the fans forum is loading up. Angel is just flooding the forum. Uh, got Chris in there. We got Dale. We got Ed. We've got John. I mean, so if you got a question or comment about any of these division races for Hacksaw, drop your uh, comments in the live chat on Facebook or YouTube. And check my website, Lee Hacksaw. SawHamilton.com, I will have a written version of my NFL preview on the website overnight. Later tonight, you'll be able to check it first thing every morning, and you should check the website every day 
you'll really be fully informed. And by the way, we should say thank you. We just vaulted past 100 podcasts that we have done since we started this thing 12 months ago. We are almost to 3,000 subscribers on the podcast. We're north of 10,000 subscribers on Instagram. Yeah, it's close to 12, actually. People are everywhere. So we, we say thank you to that. Our podcast is brought to you by Dixie Line Lumber and Home Center Stores. Hey, get fall project savings now at Dixie Line Lumber and Home Center. Power tools, paint, doors, windows, decking, outdoor lighting. If you're going to winterize your home, they've got it all. And check out the great values by going to the website, DixieLine.com. Dixie Line, fix it, build it, you will enjoy it. And our thanks to Dixie Line, our first corporate sponsor as part of our team. On we go, second half. <laughs> Let's start where there's a really good team waiting for a chance to do it all again. Yeah, the, the NFC East is always a classic one. The media loves this division. Well, if I said the NFC, AFC North was the toughest division, this one in the NFC, take no prisoners. You got Philadelphia, Super Bowl team. Jalen Hurts just grew up on the job. Unbelievable, gifted wide receivers. Bunch of Warriors offensive front lived off their defense, and then they go into the draft and they get Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith to go with what they had last year in Jordan Davis. They've changed the running game. They're bringing in DeAndre Swift, who was a really good running back at Georgia, had spurts in Detroit, but he kept getting hurt. Anyhow, he comes to Philadelphia to be the guy. And to me, they are the guy in the NFC East. In Dallas, this is new. You got Dak Prescott. And in Dallas, you got Mike McCarthy now calling the plays. I'm not going to say McCarthy is on the hot seat because Jerry Jones has not had a history of hitting the eject button on people. But they really need to win because they have not won in a long time. Super Bowl. That was a long time ago in the Troy Aikman era. Yeah. Uh, Dallas has got Dak. They just signed Brandon Cooks, the veteran receiver, to compliment Michael Gallup and all the young guys, C.D. Lamb, etc., wide receiver. They got, finally, for the first time in a year and a half, a really healthy offensive line. And defense, where the hell is Micah Parsons? How do I block him? And then you got all the other guys that play off what Micah Parsons does. I think you may not like Jerry Jones. I think this is a really good Dallas Cowboy team. We'll see what the Mike McCarthy era is like now with the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, having vacated and gone to the Chargers. New York Giants, they think the big question at the Meadowlands, is that quarterback for real? You know, Daniel Jones was a high draft pick, and just they threw him into the water, and he almost sunk, and he bounced back. He had a really good year last year. Statistically, throw it, scramble, run it. But if you're a scrambling quarterback, you're eventually going to get hurt. I think the other thing is they're not going to creep up on anybody anymore. I think people will now know what they do offensively. They don't have a lot of sexy names at wide receiver. They do have Saquon Barkley. They do play really hard with a lot of young guys on defense. So can the Giants repeat what the Giants did last year? Because they were kind of fascinating in the first two-thirds of the season. Washington's got a great defense. Holy cow. I mean, you look at their front seven. 
I wouldn't want to try to move the football against them. They got Ron Rivera. Is the offense good enough? We're going to find out. They're they're giving the ball to this kid from North Carolina, Nick Howell. He's going to be the starter. It better work. They don't have a lot of skilled people around him. They got a running back at Antonio Gibson. They got a really good receiver, hyphen kind of tight end in Terry McCollin. But I don't know that Washington's got enough. I still think they're far back in the pack, but what they do have is a new owner in Josh Harris. Now that Daniel Snyder's gone to England, and I think there's a lot of enthusiasm about the team. So we'll see if this quarterback is really Sam Howell, whether he is the right guy. Eagles? Dallas, what do you think? It's oh, well, the Eagles for sure. I mean, they're going to be rolling. Um, but I'm always curious about the soap opera in Dallas because they seem to disappoint their fans so often. And a lot of anti-Cowboy fans love laughing at their collapses in the regular season or in the playoffs. I mean, what is not working in Dallas? They've done really well drafting players. Now, they've had two years in a row. They've had significant injuries. Their offensive line was a mess. I mean, they lost Tyron Smith, the left tackle. Uh, then Tyler Smith, the kid they drafted out of Tulsa. He got dinged. They lost the right side of the offensive line. Their center was forced into retirement. That was last year. The year prior, all the receivers were hurt, and they got rid of Amari Cooper. So they just have not had the full deck of cards. I think one of the intangible things, and I do not have an answer. might be the only time in the world I don't have an answer for you, John. (laughs) You know, Ezekiel Elliott's gone. Yeah, And Tony Pollard is a fast guy, but can he hold up to the pounding that a heavy-duty back has to take? Or are they just going to chuck the ball all over the field and maybe not run it as much as they used to in the heyday of Zeke? So that that storyline bears watching. Okay, we go from NFC East. Let's go north. Okay, go to the north. The NFC North. This is the Norris division, they say, right? Well, can Detroit live up to the hype? You know, they've been building towards this. I mean, mishandled franchise for so many years, if not decades. Dan Campbell came in. He was loud when he arrived. I mean, if you thought Deion Sanders was weird, Dan Campbell made a lot of bold-ass statements. And and they've gotten progressively better and better. You know, drafting linemen, offensive tackles, guards, defensive guys, that's not sexy. But you look at their depth chart, all their draft picks are playing and playing pretty well. And Detroit pushed themselves, kind of willed themselves that we might be a playoff team last year. I think they're a playoff team this year, and I'm kind of picking them to win. The, I think the most unique thing that they've done in Detroit is is they reinvented the quarterback, Jared Goff, who I thought was on his last legs and maybe out of the league You know, after he came in the Matthew Stafford Rams trade. And now he manages games, and he has stopped throwing the ball into coverage and getting picks. And they run the ball, and they don't have any names you'd recognize at wide receiver, which is kind of weird. But collectively, on the roster, they're better than any of they are individually. So I'm picking Detroit. Uh, There is no Aaron Rodgers. The veteran wide receivers are all gone. It is Jordan Love's team. The one thing about Green Bay is they got the heavy-duty running backs. I mean, they still got uh, A.J. Dillon, and they still got Aaron Jones. But there's huge questions. They've had a lot of injury problems in the offensive line and of the defensive line. Do they have enough to complement Jordan Love? We'll find out what life after Aaron Rodgers is going to be like. Vikings, they got Kirk Cousins. They got Kevin McCarthy, uh, Kevin O'Connell as head coach. They've got Justin Jefferson, who is a stud big-time receiver. But they've gone through some real transition, and they had a lot of salary cap problems. And 
offensive line's not the same. They shredded the defense. They've gotten rid of so many defensive starters in the last two calendar years. I just don't know that Cousins can do this by himself for 17 weeks. And then you got Chicago. Uh, Justin Fields was really something to watch the first half of last season. But quarterbacks who run the football get paid and get Hurt. Hurt. <laughs> and Fields got dinged and they were never the same team. They traded for DJ Moore, who came from Carolina, so now he's got one star wide receiver, but they lost their lead wide running back in David Montgomery, who defected as a free agent. Chicago really played hard last year for a new coaching staff. Defense is going to have to carry this thing. And they just, I'm not going to say they have to prevent Justin Fields from running the football, but when he runs the football, he gets hurt. I, I still think Chicago's a last place team. Your turn. I am thrilled that the Lions are. Pick to be first place in their division. You drive a Pontiac. I would expect that from somebody who likes things in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, so it's great to see, you know, because for so long it was the Packers this and the Packers that. So it's nice to see the Lions there. Um, of course, I'm all in rooting for Kevin McConnell, our San Diego State guy, and he did a great job last year. 13 and 3. Yeah, yeah. But, but then they shredded the roster. Yeah, well, so we'll see what he can do. Um, Somebody needs to rationalize to me how you could get rid of Dalvin Cook, who was a compliment to Kirk Cousins at running back. Why mm. would you do that? And I don't know that they really got a replacement. They've just made so many roster changes. I I fear this is going to be a disappointing season. And this is Kirk Cousins' final year. He's been paid so much money, and they really haven't won bleep in Minnesota. How old is Kirk Cousins? It's got to be 34, maybe. Yes, he's getting up there. Oh, tons of miles. Mm-hmm. Okay, we go from there. Let's go south. Go south. Yeah, this is the, um, the, I will say this. The NFC South has the best logos of any uh, division in the NFL. Well, you got New Orleans, who's got probably the best quarterback. Actually, this, this division, all new quarterbacks, newbies. Derek Carr arrives from the Raiders. He's got people around him. Alvin Kamara, really good running back. Michael Thomas, if they can keep him healthy. 100 catch wide receiver. Uh, Chris Olave, local kid, Ohio State kid, really good season. And you got Derek Carr throwing the ball deep. Uh, I, I think they're going to be really good on offense. And nobody nobody lists all, all the defensive players they've got that are pretty good, led by Cam Jordan. But Dennis Allen, the head coach, has got a pretty good defense. So I, I think this quarterback makes a world of difference in New Orleans. Tampa Bay. There is no Tom Brady. It will be Baker Mayfield. If he does not pan out, they're going to have to give the ball to Kyle Trask out of the University of Florida. They got wide receivers. They're three deep at wide receivers led by the 100-catch guy, Mike Evans, by Chris Godwin. The big question, is there still enough on defense? And if this doesn't work, is Todd Bowles in trouble just two years after Bruce Arians, in essence, gave him the job. I just, Tampa Bay to me, Baker Mayfield throws touchdowns, throws pick, doesn't have a great one-loss record. That's a byproduct of being in Cleveland. We'll see. It's his team right now. Fascinated to see what Atlanta is as it grows under their coach, Arthur Smith. I think he's a good head coach, X and O's offensive guy. Desmond Ritter, kid from Cincinnati, is going to start after they said goodbye to Matt Ryan. He's got Bijan Robinson, the rookie from Texas, who a lot of people project as maybe rookie of the year, the running back. Kyle Pitts, a wide receiver from SC, Drake London. They they were really competitive, even though Matt Ryan had a wretched season last year. Defensively, they played really hard. I think Arthur Smith is, is a pretty decent coach. We'll see if Cam uh, can make the difference at quarterback for them. 
And in Carolina, they start Bryce Young. They got Frank Reich. I just don't know they have anybody else around them. You know, two years ago, they had Christian McCaffrey do everything running back, traded him. Last year, D.J. Moore, leading receiver, they traded him. So now they traded in, and they've got Bryce Young. They do have a rugged defense led by Brian Burns. Do they have enough players on offense to put around the kid quarterback from Alabama? I think they'll be competitive, but, you know, if they win five games first year with him at quarterback because there's not enough in there around him in the huddle— I think that'll be an accomplishment of a season. Your thoughts? I think anything can happen in this division. Yeah. I mean, there's no massive dominant monster in the NFC South. Um, I'm curious to see what Derek Carr is like away from the Raiders to see what he's really all about. Uh, Baker Mayfield is always an interesting guy to root for. So he's got his opportunity in Tampa. And then, yeah, the, the looking at the Bryce Young, you know, that should be interesting to watch. Every one of these teams has an interesting storyline. Um, Atlanta, too. You know, I mean, because Atlanta, with the exception of that one Super Bowl year about, what, five, six years ago, they haven't been anything. So we'll see how this all progresses. I mean, clearly, if any of these teams make the playoffs, they're going to be an underdog to the other guys, for sure. Yeah, but I like Derek Carr throwing what he throws down on Bourbon Street. I think he's got a lot of people around him, and maybe he's the difference maker that the last group of quarterbacks have not been. Let's come to the West Coast. Okay, here we go. So actually, it's this slide here. It's this one. Okay, here we go. Yeah, Niners, they're at the top of the list. We got two good ones at the top, and we got two bad ones at the bottom in the NFC. West could be the best, could be the worst. San Francisco, we know two things about anything Kyle Shanahan is involved with, John. They will maul you on offense, and they will mug you on defense. Nice. That's what you, it's going to be like a street fight. Uh, San Francisco's got Brock Purdy, burning question, coming off the elbow surgery. Can he hold up to the rigors of a 17-game schedule, which also incorporates practicing all the time and throwing as many passes? Big question. That being said, Christian McCaffrey, most complete, productive running back is there is in the NFL. Yeah, add into that whole storyline, three wide receivers led by Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Very good tight ends. Offensive line that just leans all over you. And on the defensive side of the football, now they got Nick Bosa, and he's got the big check in his back pocket, and he's got 34 sacks in a year and a half. I mean, they are so good on defense. So I, I think San Francisco, definitely the team to beat. A lot of things have changed in Seattle. I think the burning question that I have, that was a nice season by Geno Smith. Was that for real, what he accomplished? <laughs> Did somebody turn a light bulb on and solve all the issues that kind of trailed Geno Smith as he bounced around the league? Uh, he sure didn't seem to be the same quarterback he was when he scuffled and struggled prior with the New York Jets. They have got themselves two heavy-duty running backs, led by Kenneth Walker, Michigan State. The kid that they drafted from Ohio State, Jackson Smith, obviously complements Lockett, complements the other big wide receiver. They're three deep there. Defensively, they keep adding Jamal Adams, and then they draft guys. It's like the Legion of Doom defense has been reinvented. And Bobby Wagner comes back in on a one-year rental uh, to, you know, to, to be – the play caller in the middle of the defensive line. So I think Seattle's really, really good. But I got, I got to see if that's the real Geno Smith that we saw last year because we'd never seen that prior. L.A. Rams, this is going to be dreadful. Outside of Matthew Stafford, 
Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. Can you name anybody on the Rams roster? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you know, they opened training camp with 40 free agents. You know, they drafted 14 guys. Um, uh, it's a hodgepodge. Offensive line, they started last year because of retirements and injuries. They started 12 different combinations in the offensive line in 17 weeks. There's no continuity at all. Now, they got a lot of new places, and they've already kicked who is supposed to be their starting left tackle out of the job and moved him inside. Joe Noteboom goes to left guard, and Ulrich Jackson is going to be left tackle. He's hardly played there. They obviously got new pieces. Want to see how this young guard, Steve Avila, who I think is a pretty good football player, if he's the real deal up front, but... I just don't like anything I see with the Rams. I think Stafford's going to take a beating. And Cooper Cup is hurt. You know, he just went to the Mayo Clinic. They can't figure out why he's got this hamstring thing that sidelined him for five weeks. Good to go. Comes back in practice last week and goes down again. And if Cooper Cup's not there, that's not the same group of wide receivers. I don't think they had enough to begin with. You know, they paid a lot of prices to get to the Super Bowl and get that ring two years ago. Now all the credit card bills are coming due, so that's that's a big issue. And in Arizona, owners under fire, fired the general manager, fired the coach, lost the quarterback, Kyler Murray, is yet to recover from knee surgery, traded off three to four veteran guys. I mean, at one point they had DeAndre Hopkins. They let him walk out the door, released him. Uh, they just traded Isaiah Simmons, who was a top linebacker safety. He just got traded. They're stockpiling draft picks. It sure looks like a tank job to me, and the season hasn't started. And here's a wild card to this Arizona thing, like, can they have the number one pick? Caleb Williams of USC is supposed to be the number one pick coming mm-hmm. out. His father has dropped hints. He might not leave USC. He might stay another year with Lincoln Riley because if it's Arizona— he may now want to go play for Arizona. Wow. And he's still got Kyler Murray under contract, and a lot of people question whether he's a student of the game. And the hot weather is not the only bad thing in the state of Arizona right now. Cardinals, to me, are a mess. So <laughs> let's talk about the slugfest at the top of the division. Yeah, the Niners. I mean, yeah, that's my hometown team. I was a senior in high school when Joe Montana um, had won Super Bowl sixteen. I mean, it was, what a great time that was. Uh, so I'm all in on San Francisco. I'm curious about Brock Purdy, his sophomore year. What's he going to be? But they have Sam Darnold now, right? So, mm-hmm. and I think that's a quarterback they have been pursuing for some time. Now they got him locked in, so it's a good safety net. But and I go look at the Rams. You know what's one thing I'm curious about is I haven't heard much from Stan Kroenke. I mean, is is he said anything about the demise of the franchise? No, they just they spent all their money, and I think they knew there would be transition, and then all of a sudden transition is here, and I don't think they're going to be very good. You know, and if Sean McVay did not like five and twelve last year. You think he's going to be able to swallow four and thirteen or three and fourteen? Ouch! And what happens if Stafford gets hurt? Holy uh, cow! So I, they they had this nice little run when they got here and they got the stadium built and then they raised the trophy in the stadium. But I think it's they're hitting a reset button and I think coming back is is going to take some time. Hey, before we jump to fans forum, let me remind you that our podcast is brought to you by Dixie Line Lumber and Home Center Stores. Fix it, build it, enjoy it. Nine Dixie Line stores in San Diego County to serve you. 
John, are you ready for fans forum? I'm definitely ready. <laughs> the fans are ready. We got a lot of comments here, a lot of questions. So let's go here to Angel. And he says, the AFC North's going to be wild. I'm actually going to go with the Ravens winning the AFC North with the Bengals as one of the AFC wildcards. If they can't protect Joe Burrow, Baltimore's going to win the division. You know, Joe Burrow's had two major injuries in the course of his career already. Joe Burrow is the reason the Bengals are not the Bumbles. Uh, but he can't take the kind of hits and the kind of sacks that he has taken virtually every year. Does the left tackle Orlando Brown make a difference? Probably. But I just I just don't know they can keep him upright because I don't like the rest of that offensive line. And Angel, you and I signed the same memo. I mean, I think the addition of OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., and Aguilar, who came from the Raiders— I mean, that's big play down the field productivity to go with the three kid receivers they have and Lamar's ability to move the pocket, run the football. I, I think the Ravens personality hmm. is going to be drastically different on offense. And it, it has been during the whole Lamar Jackson era because it used to be three running backs, Lamar scramble and then throw to the tight end Mark Andrews. It's going to be different. Angel, thanks for joining us on Fans Forum. Yeah, I think it's interesting because we've always known Lamar Jackson's this great talent, but the Ravens have never advanced deep in the playoffs, at least <laughs> recently. So maybe now they got the pieces to do it. Firepower. They got firepower. Those I mean, OBJ makes I think a massive difference uh, to their offensive playbook. Next question. Okay, here, let's go to Chris. And he says, hey, Hacksaw, what do you think of the 49ers and Brock Purdy? Well, we just talked about it extensively. Uh, you know, as a starting quarterback, you got to take a lot of snaps in practice. And he's coming off the brace surgery in his elbow. So that probably means maybe he has off days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, somewhere in that week to prepare. Because I just don't think a quarterback who's coming off elbow surgery, can throw 70 passes in practice in three days, getting ready for the next game, and then playing a game where he's going to take some hits, etc. That's my only concern. But as John alluded to, Sam Darnold surrounded by good players, mm-hmm. maybe a different than Sam Darnold in Carolina, who didn't have a lot of good people around him, and with the Jets and got overwhelmed by the experience. So, you know, that, that could be a good insurance policy. But you're playing San Francisco, it's going to be like a street fight. That's who they are. Well, what what are you hearing through the grapevine? Why did the Niners cut Trey Lance or trade him? Well, I, I think it was wrong. I think they should have developed him. He only played four games. He had two significant injuries in two years. You know, how can you gauge anything? And they paid such a steep price. Keep him as your third quarterback. Yeah. Granted, they got some cap space when they moved him out. Keep him, develop him. Because of the injury history, especially in San Francisco, has been pretty significant. But they just gave up on him. Maybe they just wanted to move him off because they had to sign Bosa and they created all this cap space. They redid a couple of other contracts so they could get Bosa done. They rid themselves, I think, of $5.5 million in cap space. I wouldn't have done it, but they did it. So hopefully... Brock Purdy doesn't break down. Yeah, let's hope not. I mean, imagine they had all those quarterbacks last year, yeah. and now suddenly they've really kind of turned the page on it. Let's move it on. Let's go to Dale. He says, Chargers will destroy the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. I, I think it's going to be wild. This is going to be a new offense. Big-time tempo. Tua, you know, Tua is going to try to dictate where they're going with the ball down the field and get the ball out. If the Chargers and do the Chargers have enough pass rush? I mean, it's it's a burning question. I have no doubt the Bolts are going to go down the field with Kellen Moore. I'm fascinated to see what happens at 125 on Sunday afternoon. I think the Chargers can win this game. 
But the Chargers have questions in their secondary. And if, if two is new look offense, which is three steps, boom, out of there. And if they can't cover in the secondary, if J.C. Jackson can't be what he used to be in New England, then the Chargers are in trouble because all they got are a lot of kids beneath him on the depth chart. I, I think the Bolts have the ability to have a really good season. And their schedule is really tough. I, I, I went through the schedule this morning and I, I think we're looking at 10 and 7 or 11 and 6. But that being said, the back end of the schedule, last five weeks, is really vicious. And who knows how many guys will be healthy by the time we get to November playing in, into December. Your thoughts on the Bolts? It's going to be fun to watch them. You keep saying they're going to be as good as Rivers, Tomlinson, and Gates. Maybe dare we say it, as as good as, you know, Fouts and Winslow and and Joyner and that, that whole cast of, of all-stars. Uh, so they're going to be interesting. But, you know, when you see a game, Miami, San Diego, we're going to see video highlights of Kellen Winslow oh, being yeah. taken Flash off back. the field. Yeah, you can count on that. So, I don't know, as far as Miami goes, two is an interesting guy. When he plays, he looks really good. But, boy, he got knocked around a lot of those concussions. Well, he got hurt at Alabama twice. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, he had the two concussions. But he spent the summer with Michael Vick as a tutor. Oh, cool. And Michael Vick and he talked about the fact you got to be able to stay on the field for the next play. So don't run the damn ball. And he ran it a lot. <laughs> yeah. And Tua ran it a lot. And Tua paid a terrible price with the hits. But if, if this tempo offense that I've been told exists and it's shotgun balls out, then you're not he's not going to expose himself to hits. And he's got to go through his progressions. But if it's fast tempo, then the Chargers are going to have their hands full because are they going to run out of gas because the tempo of what Miami's running? Fun game Sunday. We'll see what happens Sunday they, at 125. Maybe Tua's the next lefty Dan Marino with a quick release, right? Could well be. Could How do well, we go? Uh, let's go to John. And he says, no one is beating Kansas City except maybe injuries. As for Aaron Rodgers, well, the Jets got the guy he replaced in Green Bay. How did that work out? Well, let, let's just see what, what Aaron has around him. I mean, I, I look at depth charts and I say, these guys can play. And he's now too deep at running back. Um, Brees Hall can run it and he can catch it. Ezekiel will pound it. Um, and the, to me, the offensive front is the big issue because they lost four offensive tackles, Sean, last year with injuries. Now they're all back and they've repositioned some of them. So that maybe they think the Jets have enough. And it's Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is different than it would be from the guys who were masquerading last year. Can I be a starting quarterback in the league? And I'm panic-stricken. And I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. And he'll get the ball out, and he'll move the pocket, and he'll make some plays with some of his veteran receivers that he brought with him from Green Bay. So fascinating. Although that first game... Jets Buffalo, wow, Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Where, <laughs> yeah, was exactly. it going to be in the Meadowlands or in Buffalo? Uh, it's in the Meadowlands. Okay, though well, this will be a great debut for Aaron Rodgers. Monday Night Football. Let's move on here and let's go to Ben, and he says, "Hey, what's your thoughts on the Packers?" Well, we talked about it. Jordan Love's turn, but sorry in advance up in Green Bay, Cheeseheads. Uh, what you have at quarterback is not what you used to have, not with AR, and not with Favre prior to that. Um, I worry about the offensive line. They just they've had a history of injuries, you know, and they don't have the significant players at wide receiver as young as they are at quarterback. They're going to be young at wide receiver. They got the kid out of is it Wyoming or Nevada, Romeo Dubs, hmm. who had a good rookie season, big six four lanky guy, but he's young. I mean, all their guys are young. 
Uh, you know, unless they surprise us and just pound the football with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and maybe they do that to take the pressure off the kid. But the kid's been there three years. So now we have to find out whether Jordan Love is the right guy. Yeah, so we're going to find out. I mean, it's the Packers are always going to be good. You can count on that. Let's go here to Manny. He says, well, this is kind of a layup question. Who is the biggest threat to Kansas City and the AFC? Justin Herbert. Period, exclamation point, yeah. end of conversation. Mm-hmm. But the big problem is the Bolts' defense is not equal to the Kansas City defense when Chris Jones is there. In Kansas City, I'll say this, the one thing they've done the last two years is they've drafted a lot of guys. They rebuilt their pass rushers on the edge. they got the one kid out of Purdue, and they got another defensive end last year. And I, I think that's a really good group, and they are so much more athletic on the back seven and by the way, they they got the Charger linebacker who I think is really intelligent and drew tranquil. So, uh, I, but until the Chargers prove that they can play much better defense, I still think Kansas City is the team to beat. But the Bolts will be right there at the door knocking. Yeah, I think so. I mean, but if you're looking at the top teams in the AFC, they seem so much better than the top teams in the NFC. A lot more firepower, I think. Yeah, I think so too. But if you're looking at, do you think Kansas City, I mean, they, they're the heir apparent. To, they won the Super Bowl, obviously, but are they still the more dominant team over, say, Buffalo and Cincinnati? Oh, Buffalo has to prove it. Kansas mm-hmm. City's been there multiple, multiple times. There's a big difference between Josh Allen's one-loss record and Patrick Mahomes, 64 and 16, even if your life, wife doesn't like him. So I, <laughs> I, I'm, I, there's no doubt there's a lot of explosive stuff offensively in the AFC compared to the NFC. And the elite in the NFC is Philadelphia. So a lot of people of the opinion, Kansas City— versus 49ers or Philadelphia. Now, a lot has to happen over the next 18 weeks of the NFL season. Move on. Moving on. Let's go so, to get some social media comments. Uh, this is from uh, Don and talking about the, the Chargers. He says, I blame injuries, Lombardi being a trash can, lazy tackling. Well, a lot of injuries. I mean, offensive line was an absolute mess. Defensive line lost virtually all their inside tackles. Um They've, they've kind of rid themselves of what few veterans they had back there as insurance policies because they think young guys like J.T. Webb and a few of these other kids are now ready to play. Asante Samuel is kind of hit and miss. He makes a lot of plays defensively, and then he gets beat. Uh, Michael Davis at the corner, just a very erratic career. Last year had a breakout season like a light bulb went on. He's going to have to duplicate that again. And they paid, I think it was $83 million to get J.C. Jackson. And I went back and I looked at video of him with New England, and he was really something. Single coverage, man up, making plays as an athlete. Last year, he looked lost. He made no plays, and then he got hurt. Now, he's walking around up in Carson with a lot of bravado. I can play and I'm healthy. Well, patella tendon surgery, we'll see if you hold up. And then secondly, if you hold up, are you going to make plays? Because he didn't make any last season, and then the knee exploded on him. If if he can be what he used to be, but the defense was so different in L.A. with the Bolts as compared to what it was what he played in New England in terms of press coverage and what they mandated to do, and he just kind of looked lost out there. Well, do you think the Chargers are going to make a big step forward this year? I mean, do you, th- do you see them going deep in the playoffs? Oh, yeah. They better go deep in the playoffs because mm-hmm. this is the last time we're going to see this roster. John, they have, according to one of the salary cap experts, they're 80 million over the salary cap next season. 80? 80. 80. 
Well, because of Herbert's $50 million contract, right. plus everybody, all those receivers and those pass rushers are making $30 million each against the cap. So it has to happen now because this is the last time, I think, this group is going to be together. Somebody's vacating at the end of the year. It's either Keenan Allen or Mike Williams or maybe Khalil Mack, or maybe two of them are going to have to leave because they're so far above the salary cap. Mm. Yeah, so we'll, this they got to win it this year. Exactly. Okay, so let's move on here. we got one comment here about the Chiefs and Chris Jones. This is from Michael. He says, Chris Jones doesn't want to be in Kansas City. He wouldn't put forth the effort even if he did sign. Trade him and get what you can. I don't think so. Do you know where Chris Jones is going to be a kickoff tonight? He's going to be in the owner's box. Lamar Hunt's box. Clark wow. Hunt's box at Arrowhead Stadium. They're going to get this done. It's just moving dollars around and what's the guarantee and what kind of bonuses are there. I think they'll get it done because it's too late in the equation for him to go anywhere else. And anybody that would trade for him would then inherit whatever his contractual demands might be of $30 million per season. But he'll be there and they'll get it done. And so I I totally disagree with, with the statement, Mike, that uh, he doesn't care. He wants to be paid. And when you look at his productivity the last couple of years, he's such a stud inside defensively. He's one of the fastest, quote, defensive tackles for a big guy as there is in the league. So they'll get it done after kickoff tonight. Well, imagine if the Chiefs struggle defensively. Then they'll probably get it done real quick because they'll need him back. Um, But, you know, we were talking about how Chris Jones needed to be paid and so did Nick Bosa with the Niners. But you said Bosa re-signed, right? Yeah, Bosa got his money. He got all the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's absolutely amazing the kind of money. He got $122 million guaranteed. His base salary, his average salary is now the highest in the NFL at $34.5 million of any defensive player on wow. the planet. So they took care of him. And obviously now in retrospect in the rearview mirror, moving Trey Lance was part of that equation to free up a chunk of money. And they took one of their tackles and they restructured his deal to clear almost 30 million cap space. So, I mean, they had to move money around. They got the deal done. Who do you think is the better player, Chris Jones, Nick Bosa, or Joey Bosa? Oh, Nick Bosa for sure. Oh, really? But again, they're very different people. Mm -hmm. Nick is better than Joey Mm -hmm. because Nick can play the run. Joey can't. Uh, Chris Jones is just a different beast, and he plays inside a defensive tackle. Mm. But if you match big man versus big man, there's nobody like Chris Jones in the NFL inside at tackle. I mean, his ability to slug with people and get off double teams and make penetration and reach and grab. But Bosa's a complete football player. Holy cow, he's just he's <laughs> better. Of the two Bosa's, he's the better one. Okay, let's move on here. We got... Uh, Here's one talking about Ezekiel Elliott. This is from Fat Sal. He says, Elliott is dust. Thought he was going to be Emmett. Well, he did well. He had eight (laughs) really good seasons. And he's not, I don't think he's used up. He had a knee problem last year. He's only 28 years of age. He had eight rugged seasons. But how many many Emmett Smiths are there on the planet? I mean, he was maybe the, the exception to the rule. But for the role they want to run out of that backfield, to keep defenses honest, he's going to help Aaron Rodgers a great deal because that's proven commodity. And the other kid they drafted out of Iowa State last year, Brees Hall, was having a phenomenal statistical season on a bad team till he went down. Now, he is back. So, in essence, you got Zeke running inside, Brees Hall darting and dashing outside, Hall catching passes out of the backfield, and then obviously this this 
cadre of wide receivers that Aaron Rodgers has got to throw to, now led by his Packer teammate Alan Lazard and the old dog, Randall Cobb. So I I think the Jets are going to be fun. And Aaron Rodgers is such a difference maker. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the next, like, Aaron Rodgers statement that's going to throw Twitter off, you know, because you can always count on that. But it's interesting, too. I, we've talked about this, how the running backs, you know, they just kind of churn. You know, they're, they once they get to around 29 or 30, they, they jettison them off the roster or they end up somewhere else as a backup. So Elliot's in that group. Yeah. Shall be fun going forward. Hey, listen, we hope you have enjoyed our NFL preview. couple of programming reminders. Go to my website, LeeHacksawHamilton.com. I write on it every day of the week. I have a written NFL preview uh, that will be posted later tonight. You can obviously watch it going towards the big games on the weekend. We ask you to subscribe so you get the alerts every time we do something on our YouTube channel, and we do a lot. And we ask you to share. Tell your friends who we are, what we've accomplished. Give us a thumbs up. John needs friends. Give us a five-star rating if you can. John, fun, fun. I, I love doing these previews. Hope the fans have enjoyed it. And have yourself a great sports weekend. We'll talk to you Monday when we'll do autopsies on the first weekend of the NFL. So who do you like tonight, Thursday night? Oh, I think Kansas City, but Detroit's going to slug with them. It's, that's the way Detroit is. Yeah, right on. Have yourself a great sports weekend. Same with you. And thanks for being with us. Our podcast brought to you by Dixon Line Lumber and Home Center Stores. Nine locations to serve you. Fix it. Build it. Guarantee you will enjoy it. Have yourself a great sports weekend. Thanks for being with us on Hacksaw's Headlines. Join us again for Hacksaw's Headlines on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And find the audio version on your favorite podcast app. Touchdown, San Diego! For more content, go to LeeHacksawHamilton.com.